Morning Soul Shine with Bridget is an inspirational, motivational podcast created to discuss topics where faith, relationships, and everyday life all intersect, encouraging radical personal growth. This podcast will help bring clarity, inspiration, and motivation that is so desperately desired by interviewing people who have life experiences. Hi, I'm Bridget, your host for Morning Soul Shine, and on today, I am really excited to have with us Sheena Reshord. Sheena is a wellness coach, certified group fitness instructor, and on today, she will help us understand some of the common questions that we have when we enter a gym. And so, Sheena, we welcome you to Morning Soul Shine. Good morning. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about being a guest today. Well, Sheena, I have questions. My listeners have questions. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to allow you to answer some of the questions that we have, if you don't mind. Of course, I'd like that. Okay. So, Sheena, first of all, can you tell us about yourself? Sure thing. Um, Sheena is who I go by. Um, I have 10 years. I was active duty in the Navy for 10 years. So that's where some of my physical fitness background comes from. Um, Growing up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, um, thinking healthy, um, making healthy food choices and having a healthy or active lifestyle wasn't quite the upbringing that I have. So I had. So when I joined the Navy at 17, I was thrown into these physical fitness requirements where we were PT tested twice annually. And I was, I picked up bits and pieces here and there about how to eat healthy. So that's where some of my um, background comes from, where my initial interest in health and fitness came upon me, although (laughs) I was voluntold to do it, but um, that's where it initially started from. So um, fast forward after a 20 plus year IT career, I um, had had enough of that. And I decided I would pursue a personal goal of um, joining the real estate world. Um, Got a little sidetracked and found my way into the gym. Uh, The gym was simply to to supplement my income and um, just to kind of pass time away and um, also get some personal fitness goals for myself that I needed to take care of. And... um, by becoming an employee of the gym, uh, it was a free membership. And um, then the membership, it just evolved to wellness coaching. And then eventually it became a fitness instructor. So long path, long journey, but here we are. And I'm loving every minute. You know what? You and I met, I would say a year ago. And yeah, (laughs) and you probably don't remember me because I'm in and out the gym often. (laughs) I go in for a a month and then I'm out for two months. But I remember you actually walked me through the the exercises um, that would be best for me um, as far as the goals that I had. And you were so kind and you were so considerate and patient with me. And I really appreciate you. And so when you agreed to do this podcast with me, I knew you were the one to do this. And thank you again so much for joining us this morning. 
Well, thank you. And I appreciate the kind words. Um, I apologize for not remembering you, but I do come across so many wonderful pay, um, members, clients on a daily basis that sometimes I will forget a face, but um, the reconnection has been amazing so far. So, you know, regardless of where we started, we're here now and I'm having fun with it. Exactly. So and it, it's just to, to encourage our listeners also to know that first impressions are really everything right. because, you know, just by you being so kind to me and being understanding of the goals that I had, it really, you know, it went a long way with me. And so first impressions goes a long way. Well, I try not to judge um, because, you know, we all struggle. I struggle even as a person that's it's it's even funny for me saying this. I think I made a Facebook post. Um, my Facebook memories reminded me of a post that I made. Like whoever would have thunk, I would have <laughs> found myself here as a fitness professional or a wellness professional. And I'm three years on the gig, four years in the um, teaching world, and I, I, I it's still somewhat, you know, <laughs> ironic. I think it's funny that I'm here. But we all know we all come from different um, struggles. We all have our daily struggles, weekly, you know, from one meal to the next struggle. And um, so I can definitely relate um, to anyone wherever they are in their fitness goals. I remember when I was younger, I was always called skinny. And I was like, well, why am I being called skinny? Because I think I need to lose some weight. I, I don't have a flat tummy like my friends or I don't have those, um, you know, I had my, 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 I've always thought that I was big, right? Mm -hmm. So, so for, to hear people tell me that I was skinny, it was like, but I need, I feel like I need to gain weight. I mean, I need to lose weight. So why are they telling me that I'm skinny? And um, then I got to a point where, you know, dealing with what I'm in, what I'm in, what I'm hearing from others my physical requirements and then just, you know, life happening. You get older, you have kids, et cetera, et cetera. And now I've gained weight and I'm no longer being called skinny. And, <laughs> and they're looking at me and I said, what happened to that little skinny sheet? <laughs> so, um, so I've been on either end of that spectrum. I'm, I can definitely relate to any and everyone, just about any and everyone that comes into that gym. And I try to treat those people, I treat members and clients how I would want to be treated. I try and listen, um, you know, with open ears, open mind. I try and speak, you know, in a way that, you know, you feel the hug. I, I want to empathize with you, you know, so that's, that's where I am. And, and I don't want you to feel ashamed. We, we, I don't want you to feel shy about coming in there. And one of the things that I tell everybody, I don't care how that person looks that you see across the room in the gym. They could be the, what you call the epitome of fitness, of, of, of wellness. You know, you may look at that person and say, why aren't they on the cover of a magazine? They look so great. But guess what? They're in there for the same reason you are. They see something in the mirror that they want to change, that they want to fix. They see something in the mirror that they want to maintain. And they're working, they are working hard at it just as you are. Everyone wow. is in there with a goal. Well, Everyone thank you for thank you for saying that because I'm telling you, as I've gotten older, my metabolism has slowed down. And you know, one of the questions that I want to ask you, and that you often hear, I'm sure, muscle weighs more than fat. 
Oh, that's a good one. That's one of my favorite ones because I always go back to the little childhood joke that we had. And the question is says, which one weighs more, a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers? And, you know, as a kid, being silly or whatever, we would always say, oh, the bricks are heavier. So that's it. But no, a ton is a ton. And the same thing with muscle and fat. Five pounds of fat is equivalent to five pounds of muscle. So going back to that childhood joke, the ton of bricks versus the ton of feathers. Sure, that pile is going to look totally different. There's going to be two different size mounds or piles. The bricks obviously are going to be a lot smaller than what the feathers are. And the same thing with muscle. Muscle is going to look different. Five pounds of muscle is going to look far more lean, tight than what five pounds of fat looks like. So the two don't, they're, they're, they're the same. Now, what happens is when your body, when you start to lose weight and you start to gain muscle, that's when, and then maybe at some point you, your numbers on the scale don't quite continue to go down. And that's when you'll hear that muscle weighs more than fat because it's their, that person's way of justifying the scale not moving. And it's not, it's not a bad concept um, to, to kind of live by, but it's just an inaccurate concept. And so what I tell people to help them out of that plateau, and a plateau is a common gym term that you'll hear when a person is, um, they're continuing on their fitness journey, but maybe they're not losing the numbers. The number on the scale isn't continuing to go down like they want to do, but like they want it to. So um, what I tell people is no longer, um, it, it, you would then, instead of continuing on measuring your weight on the scale weekly or biweekly, it's now time to transition and measure your progressions in another way. That's when I pull out the myotape or the tape measure and I start measuring them using um, the inches because a lot of times we'll continue to lose weight will continue to gain muscle, which is why the scale doesn't change, but we will start to lose inches. We'll lose more inches around our arms, our waist, our chest, hips, butt, thighs, etc. So those are the common places that people measure themselves using the myotape or the measuring tape. And that's a good time to start when you start hearing those excuses of muscle weighs more than fat. Well, thank you for that answer. And we have another question from one, from one of our listeners. I worked out, so it's okay that I eat this. Oh, okay. So that's one that I've had to check myself for as well. Um, we would run a mile and a half and uh, I would reward myself with big breakfast and I'd justify and say, hey, it's okay. We, we just ran a mile and a half. We did 50 push-ups. We did 100 sit-ups. So sure, I can afford to eat this. And um, that's not quite right. <clears throat> the average, the doctor or all of the medical research, all the recommendations that come from various websites, they mostly recommend that a person works out 30 minutes, a minimum, excuse me, of 30 minutes um, three times a week. Um, I don't feel like, I feel like that's a great start. I think that is at a minimum um, what you could do, should do for 
starting up. So if you um, are an average size man or woman and you're working out those 30 minutes, say on the treadmill or on the elliptical, maybe even a bike, um, what you'll see if you were to use the the prompt on the screen of those machines, you see that you're going to average burn about two to 300 calories. And um, when you sit down to that delicious meal, then you're probably going to have those two to 300 calories um, right back in you before you even get to the to the dessert, um, usually your side, <laughs> your side dishes, your drinks, whatever um, that you have to accompany the meal is gonna basically um, that's deplete those two to 300 calories that you had burned on the treadmill or elliptical. So what you wanna do is you wanna find yourself in a calorie deficit situation, meaning that throughout your day, you're burning more calories than what you're intaking. And the, the worst thing you can do is just try and justify poor eating habits or poor food choices by the fact that you worked out um, on a certain day. Um, and no matter how hard you work out in the gym, you cannot outwork or work off bad food choices. Um, not only that, you, you have to work out, you have to eat in a way to support your workout. Um, and what that means is make choices or choose meals that are nutrient dense, meaning um, not only are we trying to lose weight, so, you know, we keep our calorie, fat, et cetera, low, but we want to have nutrients so that we replace what we've burned off in the gym. Um, so you want to work so that you're at a calorie deficit and you wanna eat so that you are um, replacing those vital nutrients that you burn off just, just by simply living and or working out in the gym. Wow, that was a good answer, really good answer. I have another question for you. Okay. The label says vegan or organic, so which one is healthy or is it healthy? So um, this is another one that I got myself caught up in. I um, was on this pescatarian or vegetarian journey. And I picked up some uh, salad dressing that was labeled as organic. And I won't even <laughs> mention the label or the, the brand name, but um, it, it was labeled as organic. And, you know, I'm like day two into eating my salad and it's delicious. And one of my colleagues picked up this organic label bottle and he read the back and he was like, geez, look at the salt in this thing. Look at the fat in this thing. Wow. So um, organic, simply, I guess in layman's terms, um, organic simply means that there were no chemicals involved in growing and or making this food item. And vegan in layman's terms means that there are no animal products are animal byproducts in making this food item. And um, which doesn't always mean healthy. It could, can, it could still have fat, sodium, cholesterol. It could be equally as unhealthy as other things that we eat. So if you think about 
the standard American diet. The things, what are some things that we, we enjoy, but we know we shouldn't eat? Ice cream. Oh, goodness. All right. That's a good one. <laughs> you seen how fast I said that ice cream. <laughs> but do you hear my reaction to you said ice cream? And so that's a good one. Not only was it a good answer, it's a good idea. I could go for some ice cream, <laughs> but I'll resist. Um, <clears throat> so the things, the easiest ones for me are hot dogs and hamburgers. Oh my goodness. How do we love, how much do we love a hot dog and a burger, especially coming into the 4th of July weekend? So if hot dogs and burgers or any of those processed meats are the things that we want to avoid, why when we become a vegan, do we go to the, the fake hamburgers and hot dogs, right? If mm-hmm. it's trash food in a standard diet, then it's trash food in a vegan diet as well. doesn't matter. You should not be consuming it. And I think that the best um, way to approach an overall diet is just whole foods, plant-based, meaning the minimum amount of processing that's required to create that food item. That's the thing that you want to go for. And, 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 and stay away from the label. Well, read the actual label beyond the vegan, beyond the organic label and look at the caloric, the calories, the fat, etc. And I want to um, also highlight that organic, I think that is regulated by USDA. So you can, um, they do go through some type of testing to get the label of some federal organization that says, yes, this is, or no, this is not organic, but vegan is not regulated by any of the federal um, FDA, USDA, any of the three-letter agencies, four-letter agencies. They don't regulate what is labeled as vegan. Um, So uh, anybody, I can make a food item and call it vegan, Um, but does it actually mean anything? No. So read beyond the label. Um, look up the actual ingredients, pull up Google, and and dissect those long <laughs> words that we don't <laughs> know how to pronounce or don't know what I mean. Take the time and read the label. Cool. That's so good. Okay, so now I have a question. This is my question. I want to lose my belly fat and my arm flaps. <laughs> Can you give me a suggestion? So um, I will tell you that um, you cannot target where you lose the weight. You can target train, meaning you can target train your muscles, meaning if you wanted stronger arms, stronger legs, I can give you an arm routine, a leg routine, and um, I can help you build those muscles. But unfortunately, when we go on our fat loss journey or our weight loss journey, we cannot control where the fat comes from. It just, we don't control where it goes when we eat and we say we want a bigger butt, that, that weight does not go to our butt. That weight goes everywhere but our butt, right? So um, we can't control where the weight goes. We can't control where the weight comes from. Um, Weight loss happens overall. And 
and I always tell people when it comes to that flat tummy, um, your muscles are formed in the gym. Your muscles are revealed in the kitchen. So if you are not making healthy choices in the kitchen, at the table, then all of that hard work you're doing in the gym, it's almost in vain. You answered that question for me. So it looked like I need to get back in that gym. Oh, yes. Okay, so the last question I have for you. How do I reward my success? Oh, my. So this is another one that's personal for me. Um, uh, so I've struggled with this as well. Throughout my life, career, etc. I've had so many wins and losses, but I've had so many wins when it came to my personal goals, professional goals, etc. And the, the, the easiest thing to do, the first thing that comes to mind, you know, retirement or transferring or, you know, promotion is to step out and grab a nice dinner. And someone comes with one of those beautiful sheet cakes, marbled, hopefully, with buttercream icing, right? And that's how we will reward our successes. I think that once we become more health conscious, once we become, we become gym rats, um, and I embrace that term of a gym rat, um, we learn to reward ourselves in, a, in different ways. Sometimes it's sitting down and enjoying a mani-pedi. Sometimes we go and get a full body massage. Sometimes it's um, taking a walk, actually. I had a young lady who was well into her fitness journey and, of losing weight and her birthday was coming up and she was, she didn't know how to celebrate it because she had made such good strides with her healthy eating habits that she didn't want to revert back to that, you know, ginormous meal and, and, and wash it down with a piece of cake. So she was really confused on how is she going to celebrate? So she was turning 43. So I suggested to her that we walked 4.3 miles. And it was like, who, who would have thought? And she, she was hesitant at first, but we got out there on a beautiful Sunday morning around LSU lakes and we found a four mile track um, and we walked it. And then we walked point, um, <laughs> three to add on to that 4.3. We made it so that she um, celebrated her birthday uh, with 4.3 miles. So it's so many different ways to reward success um, in the gym so that um, you're not one reverting back to old habits of overeating or eating the wrong things. But um, more importantly, you're continuing on with your wellness goals and successes. Well, I really appreciate you, Sheena, for being with us on today. And you have been a blessing to us. And we welcome you back anytime, every time <laughs> to help us get ourselves on, a, on the right track on keeping ourselves healthy, keeping ourselves moving, because we know that is what's going to help us feel good. And, you know, God wants us to have a, a body that is pleasing to him, you know, he made us and he made us to feel good and to not have illnesses and diseases. So we really appreciate you being here with us. Do you have anything else you'd like to tell our audience? Uh, 
no, I, I really did have fun with you, Bridget. You're an amazing person. Um, I thank you for making me feel comfortable um, throughout the entire process. But um, I, I look forward to you having me back. And oh, yes, definitely. And you are natural. You did such a great job, and I really appreciate you. And you've been listening to Morning Soul Shine with Bridget, and we welcome you to come back on next week. And please download, follow, and subscribe. Talk to you next week.